0: What's up, guys? I'm Zach, your host of the Ox Podcast, bringing you a daily dose of uncensored wisdom to jumpstart your life. Ten minutes or less, no bullshit, no topic off limits. Let's plug in. What's up, guys? I'm Zach, your host of the Ox Podcast. And today, just a quick note I want to say that I will not be doing any more Corona chats separately for each day. So, if you've been listening to the podcast for the last 30 or 40 days at least, you've noticed that there have been two uploads a day one that's just the normal aux programming, and another one that's more coronavirus focused. And while I would love to be able to pump out as much content as I want and, and as much content and I, as I would like other people to have available. I felt like I was getting stretched thin with a podcast and my job and I, and I was not able to create two quality podcasts every single day. I felt like I was kind of half-assing two podcasts instead of whole-assing one Aux podcast. So I'm still going to talk about things that I think will be relevant with coronavirus, and that may provide some insight to people and and help some people out, point them in the right direction, but it will not be a daily thing anymore. And I've also, uh, if if you go back to the Corona Chat podcast, there are a lot of resources and links that you can visit, whether you're looking for workouts or information on coronavirus or working at home, there's a lot of resources there that you can go back and link to. So just wanted to make that note. Today I want to talk about why the reward is not as important as the process. And we hear that all the time. And I I people never really dive into it or at least not from I've heard at least not from what I've heard where you know people say, "Oh, it's it's all about the process." Like find find joy in the process or things like excellence is boring. You have to do the boring shit every single day. And to me I, I feel like I've learned to find meaning and excitement in the things that maybe other people would think w- would think are boring, and so maybe that's something for me and not necessarily for them. So if you feel like you're bored every day i I don't I think that may be an indicator that you're not really doing the the right thing for you, but back to the rewards so so focusing on rewards will make you want to chase that high of praise, of getting likes, of getting followers, of of raising your reputation, you will start to focus on the end result, which is not always in your control. You will not have control over what other people think of your content, how other people decide to reward you, how much you get paid for something. Many of those things lie outside of your control. So if you focus on that and you and you make that the sole reason why you're producing content or why you took a job or, or just your main driver, you're going to be very upset. You're going to lose motivation very quickly. You're not going to be disciplined because you're going at it for something that you can't you you don't really have any bearing over, but you do have bearing over the process, whatever it is. So for me, podcasting as an example, I am in control of how I prepare for an episode. I'm in control of how I do research. I'm in control of the questions that I ask. I'm not always in control of where the conversation goes. Sometimes things come up that you can't prepare for, but I am in control of my mindset, my preparation, and how I approach the, the conversation. Earlier on in podcasting, I was lucky enough to get some really big names in real estate and music and other areas. And I started to get addicted to getting only big people on the podcast. I was rejecting a lot of cool, interesting people that could help a lot of others because they didn't have a certain number of followers or because they, you know didn't appear on TV or something like that I, I i had a few people that came on the podcast that were big names and then when I got used to that there's a stretch where you know maybe three or four of my podcast guests had over a half a million followers on instagram I started to think oh this is the new normal this is this is where my guest list is gonna go and I started, Losing a lot of great opportunities to talk to people who may not have a huge following, and and I don't have that following on Instagram. I, I have a decent podcast following now in terms of listeners, but but for Instagram on social media, I, I I don't have that. And I and I like to think that I provide value, and I and I know that other people that don't have huge followings on Instagram also provide value. So I I had this realization that. I just ask myself, what the fuck is the point of this podcast? Am I having people on the podcast because they're famous and and because a lot of people know who they are? Or am I having people on the podcast because I want to provide help? I want to provide insight. I want to learn myself and I want to create the conversation that is the best. I want to create the most interesting, insightful and useful conversations that I can and that's not always going to be with the people that are that are the most well known. And I've learned that I, I I get more excited for the process of becoming more interested in a person as I'm doing research, and I'm not really focused on that reward of, oh, if I if I do this person, that means I'm going to get to this person, and kind of using people as jumping pegs to to vault yourself forward into fame. I felt myself slipping. Slipping into that a little bit, I, you listen to a lot of famous people on podcasts and I thought, oh, I want I want to be that guy that just has only famous people on the podcast, well known and all this shit. And, and I realized that what makes me the most happy is just following my curiosity and following what I'm interested. In. And if someone does something that's interesting, if someone does work that I respect and that helps other people and, and they're good at it, then I want to talk to them. Another, so I want to go back to the the boring shit. What I was talking about before the reward, and so I think it's a fallacy to to think that you have to find meaning in the boring shit. Because again, I don't find the nuances of podcasting. I don't find the editing and making the show notes and and a lot of stuff boring. There is some stuff that's more tedious and more annoying, but. it, it it excites me while I'm doing it. It's not like I'm putting up with all this boring shit in order to do the podcast. It 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 lights a fire in me. And there, there's actually a study with Olympic swimmers. This guy Dan Chambliss. He's a sociologist. He spent years studying Olympic swimmers, and he actually found what I kind of intuitively felt for a while that it's a fallacy to think that just because you want to be good at something that the the tedious little tasks are going to be boring to you the, the same tasks that seem boring to to a be- beginner or an intermediate performer are not boring to the top performers to the people that are excellent at it so if you if you're first starting and things are boring to you but you, you like you like what you're doing it's just that some things are boring to you at the start you may find yourself developing an excitement for those boring things over time or it may not be for you that may be an indicator that okay this shit's boring I don't want to do this I don't want to do podcasting I don't want to do painting whatever it is but the top performers in most fields find that boring shit they they find the things that beginners think are boring exciting they find the things that other people look at from a distance and say oh that's fucking boring how could you do that every day they find excitement in it and here's a quote from the the study with dan chambliss where he studied olympic swimmers for years and, and dan says quote at the highest level of competitive swimming Something like an inversion of attitude takes place. The very features of the sport, which the sea swimmer finds unpleasant, the top-level swimmer enjoys. What others see as boring, swimming back and forth over a black line for two hours, they find peaceful, even meditative, often challenging or therapeutic. They enjoy hard practices, look forward to difficult competitions, and try to set difficult goals. Now, I played baseball a little bit. Uh, I played baseball for a long time, but I never got to the professional level. So I don't, I don't know what it's like to compete at the highest level of Olympic swimming. But I can identify a little bit with what Dan is observing in these swimmers. Is that I did find the the training of baseball very meditative and very peaceful, and I now find that in podcasting too. I, I notice a similarity between the ways I approach bullpens and baseball and resistance band training with. Editing in podcasting and writing the show notes and working on the blog and trying to fix up the the questions and stuff like that, so so I do find it meditative and it is growing i, I didn't find it as peaceful at the start and it's and it's growing on me. so I think if if a if a task that other people find boring starts to grow on you and, and you feel yourself becoming excited by it, that's a good indicator that you are in the right place and that you're becoming better at something. Uh and D- Dan also says that it is incorrect to believe that top athletes suffer great sacrifices to achieve their goals. Often they don't see what they do as sacrificial at all. They like it. So that's also something I wanted to address that it that the top performers don't necessarily see what other people see as sacrifice. They They're not being a martyr in the pool and Olympic swimmers not being a martyr in the pool and saying, you know, I'm going to give up my fucking entire life to I don't want to speak for Olympic swimmers. This is this is what Dan Chambliss says in the study. So I'll say it seems like Olympic swimmers aren't martyring themselves to compete. They they actually enjoy it. And not to say that it's not hard and it's not the most difficult endeavor they'll ever take. they'll ever take up in their lives which is to try to win a gold medal dan is simply saying that they don't view it as some huge sacrifice they're not just they're not giving up everything in order to achieve one thing they, they often enjoy it so i hope that helps guys i will link the olympic swimmer study to the podcast notes and i will see you guys tomorrow